Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele on ICTV. We've got coaches Marty Gallagher and Jim Steele here today who want to discuss different methods of post-training recovery from the perspective of an elite powerlifting coach and former collegiate head strength and conditioning coach. These guys are competitive athletes, uh, writers, and today coach elite tier one spec ops. Um, guys, so there's a lot of talk about post-training recovery. Why is this important? And then we'll kind of get into uh, the discussion about the different methods. Okay. I think it's all predicated on the fact that, first off, you've got to have an, a workout that's worth a damn. Right, Jim? Uh, yes. <laughs> to have to recover I mean, from, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, if... If the workouts jive, then all this talk about recovery is like, I mean, we used to have those guys, right? And they're, oh, yes, I'm so worried about my recovery. And you look at them, they've got like 14-inch arms, and you go, like, no, you, you really don't have to worry about recovery. <laughs> you know, right. I, yeah. Honestly, you might That's the last cons- thing they need to worry yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm very concerned about, you know. Um yeah, so again, it, if 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 you really take, so it's all predicated in the fact that you have to have a crushing workout. If you do take a crushing workout, then recovery is a serious issue. The I think the most primal way, the way that we used to deal with it back in the day, and yes, we took crushing workouts. That was not a problem. Uh, the the most elemental way is calories, right? Right, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you've crushed yourself and done it correctly, you're traumatized. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, literally, you've, I mean, you've been like subjected yourself to a car wreck. That's what I was thinking. Well, I mean, especially if, you know, like you, when you tell those stories about Chalet's gym, you, Chalet's gym, you got 700 pound deadlifters, you got 800, you got a 900 pound deadlifter, yeah. you know. If he's doing, if somebody's doing seven fifty for five, yeah, that's right. That's why you waited until the next Saturday to uh, to deadlift again or whenever, because it takes so much out of you. You're you're dampened yeah. all week, and you start to if you even if you are sleeping and eating and and your calories are high, it takes until next Wednesday, the following Wednesday from that Saturday to just yeah, you know, like oh oh, but it, to it, the heavier weights. Yeah, it, excuse me, it's worse than that. Yeah, because that same training week. Uh, okay, so if you're doing uh, 755 for five in the deadlift, you're handling 805 for five in the squat. Yeah, the same week, and only those who haven't done it will tell you that the squat and the deadlift done right don't stress the same muscles. You stress the erectors, you stress the abs, uh, you damn sure stress the thighs, the upper thighs anyway, in both the squat and the deadlift. Um, with a super heavy squat, you th- you stress your traps, and uh, you, as you do in a deadlift. So there's a, there's a lot of the same muscles that you're hitting in the same training week, and if you're handling super heavy poundage, uh, you know calories are your best friend. I you can't do that kind of training and diet down like you're bodybuilding. Jimmy, right. you should tell them what you had to do when you were bodybuilding. This is the other extreme. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, in, in order to achieve that 2 3% body fat percentile. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. you, you would start a 12-week cycle like at what, uh, 235 or 240 body weight? Yep. And, I, uh, what, so and what, 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 what would your uh, body fat percentile be uh, kicking off a cycle? You know, Mark, I really don't know. I, I would say probably 15. Okay, say 15. All right. When you end, how many weeks later? Uh, 12 weeks. Uh, 12 no, weeks. I, okay. I started Four off around 235. I ended up probably 199. I was probably yeah. 5, 5% 5 of, you know. Yeah, real, something. real, not bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you could see yeah. every, every vein that was that was there was visible, and uh, you know, I had striations in my quads and all that. But how yeah, many cal how many calories were you, were you surviving on? The lowest I got to, not including the MCT, which adds some, but then your body can't um, store it as fat. Was eight ninety two? I did eight ninety two for a week or two with uh, two or three hours of cardio a day. <laughs> so, Jim, were you doing were, were you doing primarily high reps, or were you trying to stay as heavy as you could? Uh, well, you know, I always try to stay as heavy as I can, but reps are usually 8 to 12 to 15. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm usually not going under 8. Uh, sometimes on squats I would, but I would do up to 10 sets, 12 sets. So so during that 12 weeks, I mean, what's your – I mean, it's hard to recover. I mean, your, your calories are depleted and, and all that, but, I mean, what do you, you do don't during you that don't time? You don't recover. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So you can't because – You don't have time. Yeah, you wake up at 4 o'clock, you do an hour on the bike, then you work a little bit, then you lift, then you ride the bike again, then you go home, then you go lift, and in between then you have, you know, three fillets of tilapia, and it's not... Uh, <laughs> and, and, and you're dragging ass the entire uh, time. Oh, you, yeah, you know, some everybody has to experience it, because you'll see, like, uh, some steps, like three or four steps, and you'll be like, yeah, now I'm going to walk around so I don't have to go up those steps, you know, it's yeah. like... Mm -hmm. you, you're, you're surviving. Your all your survival mechanisms to conserve calories yeah. are going strong. Yeah, you're 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 purposely inducing uh, a catabolic state. Yeah, it's uh, and, and staying in that catabolic state for an extended period in order to burn off fat. Right. So, Marty, right. what was what we we, the, we would go the other direction? Yeah, what were some of the old school methods that? Uh, you know, you would use well, back in first, the Hugh Cassidy first, days and all that. First and foremost, you beat the shit out of yourself in the gym, right? Then you stuff your face. You eat as much real food as you can as, that you can afford or what your situation will allow. Again, you think you're a young male whose system is ripping with a flood tide of testosterone. Yeah, and you guys talk about, you frequently talk about, you know, after, you know, lifting over at Hughes Place, you guys would go out and drink a, a, a whole gallon of whole milk. Right well, okay, your... maybe, maybe not a whole gallon, but maybe a half gallon or a quart. <laughs> you know, JP, you know, I we... a gallon too, but, yeah. Pardon? I thought it was a gallon too. Let me no, just tell no, you no, too, no, that's no. a bad <laughs> idea for a guy that's lactose intolerant. <laughs> Well, yeah, appar apparently we didn't. Apparently, I didn't have any lactose intolerant <laughs> training partners. Well, nobody yeah. knew about lactose intolerance, so nobody had yeah, it. Your ride home better be less than five minutes. <laughs> uh, Jim, did you did you uh, ever um, do the heavy milk supplementation? No, I was more into like tuna fish sandwiches. So I went from two forty to three twelve in about nine months, ten months, and. Yep. Um, a lot of pasta. Yep. My uh, ex-wife would make me chicken breast um, 
rice and and uh, chicken soup. She would make yep. some kind of casserole. I ate that all the time. Yep. Uh, pasta. I ate eight tuna fish sandwiches a day, which was yep. six cans. In, a, in addition, in addition to the other stuff that you're describing. Wait a minute, yeah. Jim. Your body weight was up to three twelve. Three twelve. Yes. And yeah, but what? but, but, uh, but uh, JP, you got to understand. Jim's tall. How tall are you? You're what five, five eight, nine? nine. He's six yeah. eight. Yeah, five eight. <laughs> <laughs> so his frame can handle that kind of body weight. Damn, dude, you were. Wait, how well, tall did you say you were? Five eight. Yeah, I'm five eight. And now. a half. And a half. Five eight, three twelve. I've lost them. I've lost some uh, discs over and the what, years. What's your point, JP? That's that's a big man well, for five eight. Let me explain to you. How that works. <laughs> I, I will take this. I never felt under recovered because I was. <laughs> no, I mean, you didn't. But I only, but but you you have to you have to be awake to feel under recovered. Yeah, and I wanted to set the South <laughs> living in South Carolina. The South Carolina heavyweight uh, record was eight oh four in the squat. Oh yeah. So I, so the quickest way to do it, ask Marty. The quickest way to do it yes. is Get to huge. Your body weight up. Yes, sir. And uh, yep. I ended up. Missing the 804, and then I ended up oh. 820 a couple years later. But, a couple uh, years? Oh, you should you should have committed suicide then and there. Oh, uh, with the 804. Oh, yeah. dude, I was happy. I used to call Kirk all depressed if I missed you a should have. If I missed a rep, I would call Kirk. He'd be like, it's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> We'd be talking me off the ledge. I remember coming home from a workout, and my... And I was real upset. I mean, I was almost to the point of tears. And my wife was, my ex-wife was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I had a shitty squat workout. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm divorcing him. <laughs> You're like, good. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, anyway, we won't get into that. We don't need to get what, into the Marty, anyways. what are some, what are some more, uh, more old school? I mean, there's, okay. Well, you start you, again, 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 let's go back. You start, you start yeah. with a hardcore workout. Then you right. uh, hit that with, with calories because everyone was trying to get bigger, right? Yeah. We figured out really early on that powerlifting success is density in relation to height. Yeah. Skinny, tall guys aren't great powerlifters, right? Short, stumpy guys are great powerlifters. So you got to be thick, full, dense, muscular. That's okay. That'd be cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's strive for that. And the best, the greatest, uh, you look at their physiques and they're like, wow, those guys were rocked out. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we start from the li the lighter guys at, uh, you know, 165, 181. You had a guy like Mike Bridges. Mm. He was put together. Yeah, Cash was the most impressive guy. That, that <clears throat> Jimmy was, uh, at his best, was 220. Yeah. But I don't think he was 5'5". Five, five. Oh, is that short? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy That's was short. You know, now he might, he might get mad at me. He might tell you he's six foot. I don't know. Yeah, Kirk and at two forty two. Uh, Kirk at two forty two for sure. Uh, Lamar was always ripped. He had kind of an odd physique, but in terms of uh, lean body mass, he was he was ripped. Right. John Gamble was scary, mm -hmm. <clears throat> right? I mean, on and on it goes. But and and these were guys that these were 
you got to eat quite a quite a few calories to maintain that kind of muscle mass, even yeah. if it's lean muscle mass. No question. And, and Marty, they didn't really care about having abs back then. It was just look, let's pile on the calories and get stronger, get bigger. If if you're an athlete, if you're in shape, if you're doing sports, you know you're going to be leaner, and uh, your gains will tend to be lean, even if you're slamming calories, because you've got a raging hot metabolism. Right. And if you're not eating something every couple, three hours, like, man, you're like, man, I feel sick. Yeah. Because you, you, you turn yourself into that. But you've got to have a, a big activity. It's got to be a lot going on. Right. You know, I've been eating every three hours for probably since the 80s. It's just like... You know, it becomes a part of your life and what you do. As long as you're still lifting and all that, it's just second nature. I could mm-hmm. imagine not doing that. I think the cardio is critical. Yeah. Jim? Jim? Yeah. I mean, uh, don't, don't you? As, for those guys? Well, uh, no, I'm talking... Uh, uh, yeah, we've kind of shifted gears here. Yeah, uh, yeah who are we talking about? We talking about you? Are you talking about body fat percentage? Or are, you talk, are we talking about the old school power lifters? I don't well, think in term, well uh, let's get back to the original deal recovery yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the old school guys where I came from. It came down to calories, uh, a lot of sleep, if you could, yeah. right? So you got to have some sort of strange life situation like you either live with your parents or you don't have a job <laughs> or something or, you know, where, where you have the ability to sleep and rest and nap a lot. Yep. And when I was when I was doing the three twelve thing, I was coaching in, in uh, Florida at a high school. But when I wasn't on my feet, I didn't move. I was yep. so worried about losing a pound. Yep. I was so worried about getting what, weak. And what I was read, that? What was that weird uh, motto they used to have? Don't. Yeah, if you can. Don't sit up if you can lie. Yeah. <laughs> don't stand up if you can sit down. Don't run if you can. Don't. Run. Don't walk. If yeah. you cannot walk yet, uh, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So, so, so let's, all right, so that's basically it for the old school, right? It was pretty basic. Uh, wait a minute. Now, now we had also some elemental hydrotherapy. What was which, that? Which I thought worked pretty damn good. Steam and sauna. Yeah, that's, uh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, we, uh, guess, guess what's back now? What? Steam and sauna. No shit, really. Oh, everybody's talking about uh, steam. I used to turn myself into a damn lobster. Uh, go in there after an intense workout. It felt so good. And you alternate it with cold shower. Yeah. Oh, that's right. the latest thing, Marty. No shit. Yeah, seriously. Yep. <laughs> the sauna. I, I like the sauna, uh, but. They what they did is they regulated. We used to be able to get those suckers cranked up to about two twenty, and then start throwing the water on. Oh man! Right, and you'd be scalding. Yeah, people be like running for the door, uh, and you alternate that with an ice cold shower, and it's like yeah. And then we'd go up to the uh, to the to the club bar that overlooked the tennis courts, and we would drink pitchers of beer. Where was this? And that was that was part of your recovery as well. Yes, indeed, because Mark Chalet said that beer (laughs) was good for recovery. Well, you know why? It's got chromium picolinate in it. 
you know okay there, <laughs> there you go and yeah. we we subscribed to it and it 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 worked now this was back before they had breathalyzers so so your recovery methods were longer than the actual workout i mean how how long would you recover <laughs> How long would you recover after? No, seriously, no, AJP, in, in the old days, those yeah. guys was all day. All, all day recovery. The no, longest they, part they, was at the bar. Their workouts were taken three or four hours sometimes. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, oh, the old school powerlifters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Chalet at, at one point tried to move in like uh, Lazy Boy recliners. I'm serious. <laughs> I am serious. Okay. And we then, and then, and then after I left now, okay, Mark, don't get mad at me. After I left, they tried a strategy where they said, uh, training each of the three lifts one time a week, working up to a single is overtraining. What can we do? Oh, I've got it. We will squat and deadlift every other week. Yeah. Right. So they asked me, they said, what do you, what do you think about that strategy? I said, well, the only thing better than that is just don't train at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Just much. take a bunch of drugs, eat a bunch of calories and just, you know, enter the meat. And it's just like, shit, let's go. Hey, let me, Marty, you're forgetting the biggest recovery <laughs> tool in that gym. And that was your homemade lasagna that guys would <laughs> you. That's true. That's true. That's true. I had a little side business set up there. Uh, <clears throat> we were able to purchase these uh, large kitchen pans at a kitchen outlet. And I made a sausage lasagna that weighed about, I don't know, about 15 pounds. And, and I made it for myself. And it was such a big hit amongst my friends that I started making it on a commercial basis. And what the deal was is uh, it uh, each pan turned into 24 gigantic slices of lasagna. So every morning, as soon as you woke up, you were to eat a slice of that lasagna nice. and drink a quart of whole milk and then go about your day. Yes. Right? So if you could fight through the, the feeling that you... <laughs> you man, oh, man. Well, why don't we have Jim talk about, like, the more and modern... That helped you to lunch. Jim, why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about some of the more modern methods? I mean, um, yeah, so yep, no problem. Um, I'm, I can I can relate to you what we did with teams when I was at Penn. Um, yeah. So, but we had a lot of uh, well, we had foam rollers. They came out first. Oh yeah, and uh, so I started using them, and it made my back worse. I used them once, made my back worse. I threw mine in the corner. Then, uh, but you know, uh, wait. So, is that it? After work, what, the foam rollers? Yeah, I mean, what, what's your opinion? No, no, I'm giving it to you. I was just giving you a little aside. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so what we do is, kids would come in. Now, if they were cold, or if they were cold, like not coming from practice, they do mobility stuff, and then some of them would roll before they lifted. But most of them would, after we got done lifted, everybody would go get the foam rollers. I'd take them through. You know, you do your glutes, you do your hamstrings, you do your quads. Um, your calves and all that stuff. Um, really, most of the kids felt like that wasn't serious enough or um, didn't make, didn't really, they couldn't really feel it enough. So they, we started using lacrosse balls 
and uh, that was better. That that see, it, it, what they discovered was it helped them recover some. It loosened them up, whatever. But before the workout was even better because if they had, you know, felt like bound up or if they felt sore the next day, the feedback was that it helped. Now research is totally sketchy about the whole thing, but my whole my whole thought process was if they think it helps, it helps, right? If, if it doesn't matter. Um, if they think it's making it more flexible, if they think it makes it more explosive. So, uh, purposeful okay. placebo. We sell it. We sell a ton of these lacrosse balls to the military. What's that? We sell a ton of these lacrosse balls to the military. Yeah, I mean they drink the water too. I mean it sort of just goes in waves, sort of like the sauna stuff, you know, then um, how big it is now. So we do the lacrosse ball stuff. We do the foam rolling. Um, not a whole lot of static stretching, you know. Um, not a big believer in it. If they wanted the static stretch. I could tell you some horror stories about that, buddy. We'd take them through a breathing routine um, while they're stretching. So it was more of just to calm them down after the workout, get their heart rate back to normal, start the recovery process. But a couple of things that really, I think, made a difference was us as a coaching staff constantly stressing nutrition, get your protein in. You know, if you know, you got to get your sleep. If you get up all night studying, you got to find a way to take a nap or two during the day. Okay, uh, Jim, Jim, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Let's stop on that. <clears throat> on the nutrition, uh, so protein. Yeah. But we're talking lean protein. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you got to remember, man. Most of these kids' metabolisms are flying. Okay. So, so if it's whole milk, if it's you know. Uh, so you let the fat in. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, they need that fat. Good. They need good. that. Fat. Good. 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 Uh, how about the, how about the carbs? Yeah, I didn't worry about carbs too much. I mean, some okay. of you know, some of the so they were a Coke uh, sponsored university, so we had to have this one drink that was really high in sugar. And some of the athletes were like, "Coach, I don't want to put all this sugar in my body." I was like, "Okay, right after the workout." You know, go to go to the store and or order it off the internet. Here's some brands that don't have you know whatever. But most of the kids were like, what you know, I can just drink it because they're burning that up, right? Especially after so you just practice on the field for two hours. Oh my god! Let's say you're a lacrosse player. How many miles did you just run? Um, you know, your body's soaking up everything right then. And you're not going to get fat, you know, after a workout. But I thought that stressing the nutrition and getting your protein in. I had to look a volleyball girl. Who all she did was bump her protein up like fifty grams. In a couple months, her deadlift went like went up like fifty pounds. Right. She made one change. You know. Uh, uh, did she change her look? As far as more muscular. Yeah, yeah more muscular. Was, uh, uh, you know, flabby looking to be you know to be honest, she was right. more muscular. Yeah. What? Uh, hey, Jim. Yeah. Did you uh, did you kind of oversee their nutrition after the workout, or you if they were accountable for that, and you held them accountable? And it's like, okay, go have, you know, go home and and mix no, up they a protein got, shake or whatever. Right. No, out of their budget, out of their budgets, they would get protein shakes, yeah. and then they would get uh, apples, they get bananas, they would uh-huh. get uh, peanut butter sandwiches, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this: what do you what do you think about the settled science between the uh, post-workout replenishment, meal, shake, the window of opportunity, all of that. Well, 
whenever I study it, it's up to what twenty four hours that you have to do it. I don't so, know, man. I mean, so, every every month it changes, right? So here's the deal, and, and Jose Antonio ten has minutes. Done. You know, he said, "You know that you need it, right?" So why don't you just do it right after the workout? Who gives a, you know what I mean? Get it in. I mean, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah. What is it that we need? Well, I would say to, to, to start the recovery process that you need some protein right after the workout. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also your glycogen's gone, right? Yeah. So you need a smart bomb. You need, you need the, uh, you need some carbs in there and you need some, you need the whey protein or you need something fast, fast moving, you know? Yeah, uh, but, you know, but what I'm, has to understand is that not everybody's as dedicated as we are. So just to, for me to say, hey, drink this muscle milk, core power, whatever, and there's some shit in there that's not so great, whatever. Just just drink it. Let's get started because there's no way they're going to be as strict as we are and say, okay, I'm going to get 60 grams of this chicken breast. I'm going to get this much rice. You know, so um, you know, just to be realistic, I had a coach in high school. You know, back when my metabolism used to fly, he goes, I want you to eat breakfast. And I said, what do I eat? He goes, I don't give a shit. I don't care if you eat Fruit Loops. Get some milk in there. Get some milk in there and make sure you're getting breakfast. And he had a good point. Let's get some calories in. You want to gain weight. Then, once you get the hang of it, now you can start making some changes with some eggs and bacon. Stuff. Right, 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 right. Uh, how about some of this high-tech stuff? Uh, did, did you have, have any direct experience with ice baths? Yeah, so after after football practice, the trainers would put out these big uh, fish pond looking things that you used to put in your yard, the big rubber rubber made ones, yeah. and they filled with ice and water, and the guys would all sit in there. Now, the, the guys swore by it. Now I've read conflicting studies. Some it, it inflame, you know, inflammatory markers go up, some go down. I like heat myself. I like staying warm. I like saunas. I like whirlpools. Well. Uh, uh, do do you agree with the science? I mean, the science is so simple. I mean, they say, well, if after a, a an effective training session or an effective workout, you're inflamed. So what do we do if you're inflamed? Well, we'll douse you in an ice bath, yeah. right? And that will counteract the inflammation. Uh, and now, because we live in America, which is the land of ingenuity, Somebody has invented a way. I mean, what a hassle it is. Every day you've got to gather together enough ice to have an ice bath. I know. But, but you know what? what? what now they got... Yes, so an American genius invented the, what do they call it, the cryo with the Cryotherapy. thing you walk into. Yeah. Yes. yes, because we live in the land of someone said, what a pain in the ass it is. To so... Yeah, so I did some around refrigerator Perry. I'm tired of that. I did some studies on cryotherapy. Now I'm not familiar with it. I've never done it, but this is like the latest thing. So I got some interesting facts here. So these things are about minus 200 degrees inside. Okay, so which means you can only stay in there for about between two and four minutes, and you've got to wear socks, you got to wear gloves, you got to wear underwear. I can't imagine, you know, you ever jumped in the cold ocean, what that does to you? I mean, imagine <laughs> jumping into this thing. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, JP. So. <clears throat> you this, were with us, uh, JP. Uh-huh. We, we have friends who do this all the time. Yes, we do. We were, you were with us on the tour, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes, okay. <laughs> So, I mean, this is not... Did, did, did you guys have that at Penn? 
we uh, we had access to it at another facility, and so if uh, if the one did of the you ever, did you ever use did you ever use it personally? No, no, no. Man, no. no. It's it's I, I, it kind of ties in to the to the uh, who's the oh that's horrible the ice the ice bath king the ice king Wim Hof yes Wim that's horrible I don't hear much about him anymore do you. I don't know what's going on with but, that. But the, but here's you say, what it's, you say here's, that so confused. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's the interesting, Marty. Here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. So, so I, I was researching this yesterday, and it says supposedly it tricks the body into thinking you're in a life or death situation. Right. That's what Phil was saying when we were with the special forces. It, it your body has, you know, it has to adjust, and it's good for your body to adjust to extreme temperatures. Yeah. Well. Oh. It, it, it produces what they call a cold cold shock proteins that's believed yeah. to spike amino acids and tissue building hormones, including right. growth hormone. What if they're wrong? Well, now that's the thing. Now this is very debatable. This is uh, so I don't even think this is. Proven, do you know? Do you know? How, a, do you know? Do you know how many years I choked down brewers yeast? Yeah, and and liver because. Pills? Liver pill was not so bad, but the brewer cheese, that was the most wretched tasting, awful, and nothing could disguise it. You could not mix it with anything, and it was putrid, and then after all those those years of that that torture, like Guantanamo Bay stuff, you know, Abu Ghraib, and and then it was like, oh, we were just kidding. It sucked. It was yeah, it's been it's been proven yeah. to uh, uh, yeah. cause gynecomastia, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, JP, you were asking about technology, or Marty was, or something. One thing we did use, you know, we used that force plate, and it gave us that reading, and and it was pretty definitive. If it gave us a low reading on this one variable, the kids were either overtrained not from not it was never from weightlifting it mm. was always from too much practice or their stressful lifestyles of you know staying up all night studying da 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 so they weren't getting any sleep they weren't getting the nutrition and all that stuff but this this thing that we used you could see if they were recovered or not and that and that was pretty uh so it'd be like a report card yeah so you could take a kid on monday yep. after the weekend test him on this thing and then the sports plate and then retest them on Friday after a week of practice. And that, you remember the kid Justin who plays for Tampa oh, yeah. Bay? His yeah. score was always perfect because Justin paid attention to his protein. He got a massage every week. He got acupuncture. You know, Justin did everything to recover. If you're just a regular kid who oh, doesn't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. So uh, the inference being that massage uh, and acupuncture accelerate recovery. I think it does because I've done. Oh, 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 but, but I think that's let's not gloss over that. Yeah. Massage. Why? Why? What does massage do? It uh, uh, breaks up toxins and waste products trapped in muscles. I think all of that stuff is conjecture. You know what it does. I know. Well, why that, does it work? Well, for me, I I did a lot of it for range of motion, so I did a lot of ART stuff. Um, that active release. ART. What does that mean? Active, active release, release technique. Um, and actually interviewed the innovator of that stuff oh, back that? when I worked for Muscle and Fitness in the 90s. He was like an ex Air Force pilot or something. 
I remember the guy, the the active release technique. It was brand new under the scene. Yeah. And at the time, it was extremely radical. But what you're saying is that even to this day, it's uh, effective. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, if you're deadlifting and squatting seven, 800 pounds, yep. you're, you know, and you're going to get tweaked almost every workout. And so you're going to have spasms in your low back. You're going to have spasms in your pecs. You know, this is, we're not surfing New Jersey waves. These are the big Hawaiian waves, right? Yeah, it will so hurt you. Your, your body's going in that car wreck over and over. And if you're playing football, it's the same thing, and especially if you're really hard. So those those kind of things, you know, what it does, what it did, I'd have spasms in my low back. I'd go, and it'd be gone. Now, it would feel like crap right after the massage. The next morning I'd wake up, it'd be gone. So that, that's doesn't it. Doesn't it depend on the quality of the masseuse? Oh, no question. Yeah. Yeah. No question, man. You got to be able so, to. How about how about the common guy? You know what, what we got great relief from. Uh, also, was like a, a really good whirlpool. Yes. And I would sit in that hot sucker, and whatever stressed muscle I had, I would make sure that I sat in such a way that one of those jets. We just hit that muscle. I don't care if it was a shoulder, a pec, a thigh, a hip, whatever it was, a, a lower back. And I would put a, a jet on that thing. And, I mean, we, I mean, it just felt better. Yeah. After it was over. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, did, I was did you ever use ice? Did you ever successfully use ice? No, is it, is I'd it be an to satisfy the athletic trainers, and then I'd take it off, and I'd use heat, and then I'd recover faster. I love heat. Yeah, I know. What's intuitive? You know, I'm always like, I don't the, think this is very intuitive. The, the heat, the heat to me seemed to relax blood and, into a, and allow the flow and the right. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, and it just felt so much better. The ice was like, oh, I don't know. Jim, what about uh, vibration? Like uh, yeah, so we had uh, we had the power plates. Right. Uh, I definitely think that it's almost what, like. A what do you do with that? You, you put you put your your calf if you want to work you know if you want to relax your calf you can do that you put it on the plate and it vibrates. Clint Eastwood used to put his head on it. This is a allegedly. Uh, I would for, do that for his migraines for his migraines. But anyway, <clears throat> kids kids liked it. I had some donated to me because the uh, CEO was a pen guy or something. Well, but, send me uh, one. Immediately, uh, I'm going to put my head on. But um, the kids liked it before workout, after workout, more of like a massage. I don't know if the tension is high enough to make any lasting flexibility improvements um, because you know they did have a stretching program on there. Oh, and stuff. Who cares? I mean, who cares? As long as it accelerates well the recovery process. And you know the history behind that development, right? No. I think, uh, from what I understand, the Russians invented it, and they were trying to figure out how to make make it so astronauts their their muscles wouldn't uh, atrophy, their their bones wouldn't um, uh, waste away in zero gravity. So they came up with vibration um, techniques like this, you know, by standing on a vibrational plate, like a like a what do they call it, a power plate? Yes. So supposedly that was supposed to thicken the bones, help with circulation and things like that. I've stood on one, and so it's a platform you sit on. I mean, you stand on, and it's uh, it's got two handles you hold on. And the trick is, 
you've got to bend your knees a little bit because if 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 you get on there and your knees are not bent, man, it'll shake your guts out. But you bend your knees and you stand there, and it's like it it puts vibration through your entire body. It's a trippy feeling, but. Um, okay, so when you step off and go live your life, do you feel better? I mean, I don't know. I didn't try it enough to. I I tried it at a trade show at Our Ursa. Kids felt it loosened them up. Our kids felt it loosened them up. So, yeah, oh, no doubt. Yeah, we do a we do a uh, a rotation uh, of recovery stuff. We'd have one station of lacrosse balls, one station foam rolling, one station. Uh, going over and under the hurdles, and then we'd have the vibration station, too. Hmm. Why not? You know, it's all, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man, protein and sleep, if we could just invent them right now, and we were just the the guys who invented them, we'd be, you know, everybody would be like, oh, my God, because it's really that simple. Protein and sleep. But but, but no one in modern society has that situation. That's the thing that I'm coming to understand is like, when I came up, and apparently when you came up, even uh, as as uh, kids and teens and young adults, we had these situations where, uh, over time and stuff like that, you you put in your time and whatever, but you still had plenty of time left over to to train and focus on outside things, and we made continual improvement. Well, I always say, you know, we could center yeah. our lives around that. And nowadays, I don't know if anybody can center their lives around it to the degree that it might take to get the kind of gains that uh, you had when you went from th- 240 to 312 in nine months. Yeah, but I was, I was teaching classes. I had football. Well, well, whatever. You, you had the situation. No, I had the. I had the had situation. The I was under custody. We both had the want to. Yeah, we the saw drive. It. We saw uh, situations that I, I suffered for that situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it just and there's guys out there that'll still suffer, but it's just that we we see a, a more you know. I had an opportunity to mentor under this guy. Do what? I had an opportunity to mentor under this guy. Yeah, right. Like hell yeah, you yeah, yeah you, thank you, right? Let's hey, you uh, and you didn't say, oh, my God, I can't recover from that workout. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's talk a little bit more about uh, supplementation and what actually works. Like we, We've talked about okay. protein. That's obvious. But, like, BCAAs, uh, you know, glutamine. Well, what, is, what, what, is, what, what is that? That is supplemental protein. That is a branched-chain amino acid. Right, which right. Is a, a, a pure form, theoretically. Of protein, it depends on the quality of the BCAA, which helps. You know, in, in this synthesis. day and age, who the hell knows? Yeah. So we got protein for repair and growth. Glutamine. Creatine definitely helps. Creatine definitely helps. If you're not a big red meat eater, you'll get crazy gains, and and you're, you'll recover what? faster with creatine. What brand do you use? Right. I don't eat it because I eat red meat almost every meal. But oh uh, yeah, when I first first started off in the early '90s um, or mid '90s when creatine came out, I was still in the chicken breast and all that. You know, everybody said you had to do that. Red meat's bad, and so then when I took creatine, I could feel I could feel it within a couple days. Yeah. Um, And and Marty, you said uh, Gillingham got crazy gains off creatine. 
<laughs> That's a funny story. Uh, I actually wrote about that in a very recent article. Uh, <clears throat> back in the 90s when creatine first broke, right. oh, that went crazy. That was like the most, the biggest supplement craze since the introduction of protein powder. Yeah. And uh, it was actually, I believe, Bill Phillips in original Muscle Media that yeah, broke it. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, I was working for Muscle and Fitness. So the weeders were thinking about getting into the creatine market. So they had Jim Wright, uh, Dr. Jim Wright, the uh, health and science editor at Flex Magazine, go out and obtain a bunch of commercially available creatines and have them analyzed. Because if Weeder was going to jump in the market, they was going to see who really had a good product and who was, you know, just jive. And, you know, so they I think they tested, I forget, I think it was like 14 products at the time on the market. And out of the 14, I think 11 of them were bogus or anemic or so pathetic that it was like just a, a total ripoff. So... Having that information about that same time, the young Brad Gillingham happened to call me and he was telling me, he was saying, you know, Marty, you know, I've had incredible gains off this new, this brand new supplement, creatine monohydrate. Oh, okay. Oh, man, I've gained uh, 15 pounds of body weight. My squat has shot up 40 pounds and my bench is up 25 pounds. This is incredible. He said, I've never taken steroids and I'm sure this must be what it's like. And I made the mistake of asking what brand it was. And, of course, you know, out of 14, it ranked like number three in the, from the bottom. And at, at that point, I was about to say, Brad, you are being ripped off. And I said, just, Marty, shut your fucking mouth. And I took a breath and I said, Brad, you are so intuitive. You picked a brand that was so far out in front of all the other creatines that Jim Wright was like, I don't know why this stuff is not banned. This stuff is so potent. Yeah. Brad won his first IPF World Championships three months later. Did you ever tell him? I put it in the, an article that I sent to JP oh. three weeks ago. <laughs> he just found out. <laughs> Yeah, the first time ever. That's the truth. We're gonna truth. post it. I'll send him the link. Uh, yeah. Our <laughs> <Our Steve-o. laughs> and the the uh, title of the article was, in fact, the power of placebo. Oh shit! There you go. I, I had the same thing happen to me uh, when I was a kid. I don't. We don't necessarily have to get into it now, but uh, Bob Hoffman put out something called Quick Weight Gain Formula. Yeah. It's four pounds. <laughs> it was cake mix powder and in 14 <laughs> days i gained 14 pounds and, but i mean you, you what you were to do is you would mix it with a uh, i think a gallon of milk and it yielded 2500 calories and oh my God. Of protein and, you know and just incredible and in 14 days it did exactly what it was supposed to i gained 14 pounds i went from like 170 to 184 yeah, calories, calories, calories. And, and, well, I was uh, I was 16 years old. Yeah, and yeah. my body was raging with testosterone, and I believed like <laughs> like uh, the Taliban. Yeah, 
right in Hoffman's quick gain weight formula. I mean, it was to me, it was like uh, a bottle of Deanna Ball. Yeah, and that stuff. I mean, and we, you know, back then the supplements were awful. I mean, uh, well, that's the punchline. In 2014, I found out that Hoffman made all his protein from soy that he got cut rate from cheap ass Mennonite farmers around York, Pennsylvania. Then he chemically destroyed it and turned it into powder and that's what he sold to us oh excuse me it was so putrid humans couldn't consume it so he cut it with 50 percent unrefined sugar whoa yeah. marty wasn't weren't some of the original gate uh weight gainers like cake mixes and things like that that's what i always heard that they uh, would just what? throw in a like a weight gainer tub or something oh well now i don't want to uh, you know, you know <laughs> it was sugar like like the uh, uh, Joe Weeder's Mega Mass Four Thousand. Oh my God, big salsa. Yeah. yeah, with uh, Lou Lou Frigno, Mega Mass Four Thousand has turned me into an animal and a monster, and you should buy it too. Yeah. Right, it's the reason it's for all my gains. It was fifty percent yeah. sugar. It yeah. was nat. All that stuff was so nasty. I used to choke it down the way to the bus stop in the morning. Man. It was awful. <laughs> I figured out. I was like, Dad, I need eggs and hash browns. My dad would make me eggs because I thought I was going to gain tons of weight, and half of it was coming out of my on my ass, and half of it was coming out of my mouth, you know. And so I started eating real food. I put on some muscle. Oh, uh, the best was Crash Weight Gaining Formula Number Seven. Yeah, the fourteen individualized canisters that you would take one canister a day for fourteen straight days. Oh boy. Oh man, it was incredible. I got into uh, Gainer's Fuel. I think it was by Twin Lab, and I tell yep. you what, it, that would just blast my sugar so high, like I'd have like hypoglycemia about an hour or two after, and I'm I'd almost pass out. <laughs> so, what's your point? You know, the quest just, for getting big, man. It's brutal. You just you just need another pizza. Um, <laughs> Also, you have to be aware of thigh chafe, super heavyweight thigh chafe. That yeah. Cassidy, said, you know, said that 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 was the main complaint amongst my competitors. That that when you got past three hundred pounds, you, your inner thighs would rub against one another and rub each other raw. Yeah, I was a forty-six waist. <laughs> well, that meant you were making gains, though. At three twelve, I was a three inch, like three to four X shirt. Oh, your leverages must and have been incredible. Forty-six inch waist and now i'm you know xl and 36 35 something like that <laughs> well yeah you're 100 yeah basic almost 100 pounds lighter yeah uh, and back then he'd be like "Woo, is it hot in here somebody open oh, a window he's hot you Ooh. never get a jacket <laughs> <laughs> hey but as far as creatine i never got much out of it i mean did you guys you guys tried it oh it's, it will swell you it it, it, really it uh drew water weight yeah, it pushes the water into you, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I it, never it really saw water, and, and everyone would swell ten or fifteen pounds again yeah. because they believed. Yeah, and, and, right? I, and I think it's individual with that. So I think it's individual. Um, and, why, and why not? And yeah. again, like massive amounts of protein powder. Sure, you know if you can, and if it's okay, and you can afford it, why not? Yeah. Uh, but you know, some of the top guys, they're taking, you know, three to five grams of protein per pound of lean body weight per day. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's not, it, that's, uh, you know, again, you know, 
when it comes to recovery, which really is what we're talking about, the whole thing is about, is that initially start with, if you can, jack up your calories. Past that, look at the other therapies. Right. You know, what do you what do you have access to? Mm-hmm. Can you sleep? Can you rest? Are you able to relax when you're not in the gym? Yeah, right. Uh, nowadays, you know, I won't train unless I feel rested and revived. Back in the day, I think back maybe your day currently, Jim. My my strategy was how you feel is a lie. Yeah. Yeah, and you need to push through, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's valid. But well, yeah, and when, you, when you're on a when you're on a twelve week cycle too, that's pretty much how you have to think. I mean, there's no choice. You have to go in and hit your lifts. Well, yeah, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, not anymore. But no, I'm not. You do. That's exactly right. You're retired now. I mean, you do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, we're almost at an hour. I mean, I've, we've hit this pretty hard. You guys want to say anything else? Um, I think when kids look at programs in the magazines or on the internet, more on the internet now, I think you have to be aware of everything that everybody else may have at their disposal. So if you're following, you know, somebody's program who's doing 20 sets of body part and you know, lifting four, four to six times a week. You may want to think about that a little bit. They probably are on some. Well, that, that, that's exactly right. I mean. It, and that was something, you know, how many, Arnold was so popular. Everybody did Arnold's program. How many Arnold's did we produce? For, you know what I'm saying? Arnold did not work a regular job. Right. Right. And he, he, wasn't, lived, he lived the beach lifestyle. Yeah. If you live the beach lifestyle, feel free. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can, but, you, know, you, can, you can do a double split six times a week, and then in between, go lay on the beach when you're not at the cafe eating. And then at night, yeah. go to the disco. He was he was the total puzzle. All the pieces were there, the nutrition, the rest, the supplementation, the lifting, he, the just, just he, he might as He might as well have been a trust, trust fund baby. Right. Well, with, with Weeder, right? Um, but yeah, that's sort of my, you know, the big, you know, and everybody wants the magic potion and this is cliche as hell, but okay. Uh, food and rest, you know, that's the magic potion. What was was the old cliche? There's, uh, the old barbarian cliche, Jimmy, you know, it. there's no no such thing as overtraining. There's only under eating, under sleeping, Uh, under eating and under sleeping. Right. Exactly. And there's, there's so much truth to that. Yes. Yes. Right. But it's all predicated on, are you really cracking it hard? Yeah, don't worry about your, your pre, intra, and post-workout <laughs> yes. supplementation if you're not bleeding from your eyes yes. when you're training, man. You know, if you don't, if you don't feel like yeah. that car wreck over and over, don't, don't worry about and, it. And don't worry about taking pre-workout unless you're working out <laughs> like that, too. 102% effort. We, we, we had a... We used to, <laughs> say that you know un- unless your hand your right hand that, that held the car key was shaking so bad yeah. that you had to grasp it with your other hand to put it in the ignition on the ride home oh. from the training session or pushing you the clutch have, in. 
You had you had you hadn't really done jack. No. Right? And and it's like it was like your hand would shake so bad that you're trying to get the the key into the and it, you miss and you, you gotta grab it. Yes, or you've had the, the leg training session, it's like I have to use two feet to push the clutch down. <laughs> I remember those days, man. I still have those once in a while. Well, yes. I don't have a clutch anymore, but (laughs) everything's automatic. All right. All right. Let's, uh, all right, so that was good. Um, That was uh, great information. Hope everybody enjoyed that. All right, check out Marty's weekly column and podcast, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Marty is also available for online training and seminars. You can reach him by going to our athletes page at Iron Company. And uh, you can also pick up his his book there. It's called Purposeful Primitive. How long has that book been out? A decade. Decade. It's It's got uh, some great endorsements from uh, some really elite athletes and bodybuilders and everybody. So it's a great read. Check it out. if you need gym equipment, anything from rubber flooring to strength equipment to free weights, uh, go check out ironcompany.com. And then uh, finally, the new Jim Steele articles are starting to populate our site. They can be found on the articles section. Just go to the top of our website and click on articles. And you can also check out his website. How do you say it, Jim? Bassbarbell.com? Yeah. Yeah, named after Boss Rutten, so uh, B-A-S, barbell.com, yeah. Okay. Got a blog on there. And you've got uh, training motivation, programs, uh, different stories, and things like that. Yeah, I just write about whatever I want. Yep. Okay. So many yep. May, 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 may I say something on that? Yeah. Uh, anything post, uh, when did Sammy Hagar join Van Halen? Anything post- <laughs> Anything so post 1984, talk to talk to Jim. Anything pre, you know, Van Hagar, talk to me. Oh man, I hated Van Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you guys go again, getting sidetracked. <laughs> Not really. All right, that's it. Let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys next time. All right, All right. All right. Bye. All right.